Hey, this is Rocky Mountain Cold Cases. I forgot what we were called for a minute. Wow. I thought it was going to say Rocky Mountain Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rocky Mountain Podcast. Yeah, that's, yeah. And we cover cold cases. That's not that, because I think there is a Rocky Mountain Podcast. It could be Probably. wrong. Probably. But what we actually are is Rocky Mountain Cold Cases, and I'm Rachel, and that's Adam. I'm Adam, and that's Rachel, and she forgot. I did forget. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay, well, here is my fun fact for today. Are you ready? Yeah. It's kind of like a two fun fact, all about the same thing. Okay. Um, do you know the dude on the Pringles can? The dude on with just his head and his his mustache. Yeah. Do you know what his name is? No. Did you even know he had a name? No. I didn't either. Till just now. Literally just now. I mean, it's all part of the story. He has to have a name. Yeah. I mean, I feel like all mascots have a name. Yeah, probably. Like Toucan Sam for Fruit Loops. Yeah. So, um, the dude on the Pringles can, his name is Julius Pringle. I don't know why they named him Julius, but... Like Caesar. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and did, did you know that they're not actually chips? Okay, now what are they? They're crisps. Oh. Crisps. They're crispy chips. No, 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 no. They're not chips. They can't be categorized as chips. Why? Even that microphone. Um, because they are actually made from dehydrated processed potatoes. So technically, they're not real potato chips. This is according to the Food and Drug Administration. They're dehydrated potatoes. Yeah, dehydrated processed potato. I don't know what they mean by processed, but... So it's potato. So the Food and Drug Administration decided in 1975 that Pringles could only be called chips if they provided a note on the can saying they're not made with real potatoes. Pringles didn't want that, so they go by crisps. Dehydrated potatoes are made out of potatoes. You can lobby that with the Food and Drug Administration, but it sounds like not even Pringles wanted to fight that because they were like... We'll just call them crisps then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, but my dad grew up farming potatoes. So I've heard all about potato farming. We're not that far from Idaho. No, we're not. And yeah. Well, also a really weird thing. The chemist and food technician, Fred Barr, Mm -hmm. he created the cylinder shape for it with the can. So they won't break the chips all to all to all to death. Um, his ashes are apparently buried in a Pringles can in Cincinnati. That's so weird. Also, it's just a toilet paper roll. Oh I my mean, gosh. essentially, it's a really <laughs> wide toilet paper roll. Yeah, that I can fit my hand into, and you can't. Yeah, I can't not fit my hand into it. But I just thought that was kind of funny, and like. Lay's has that knockoff Pringles, and so now I want to look at that can and be like, do they call themselves chips, or do they call themselves crisps? Wow, that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I never really looked into the matter, mm. but now I will. They are a thicker crisp or chip or whatever they are, so yeah. maybe they are potato chip. They're not, no, not no. because of the same thickness as the Pringles, pretty close anyways. And I'm betting that they are also... Yeah, I guess in order to get that exact shape throughout all of your chips yeah. or, or whatever they are... yeah. Um, well, they, they have to be dehydrated. Potatoes. They're the dehydrated processed potato because then you put it in like a mold type. Yeah, they're potato flakes. To like make them into that shape. It's probably dried potato flakes. Yeah, processed potato flakes, which makes them crisps. 
Unless you want to say they're not potato, then you can call them chips, okay. which is weird because potato chips are potatoes. <laughs> it's got to be some sort of like big thing with potato people and the Food and Drug Administration. Well, the Food and Drug Administration, well, let's, let's not get into that. Okay. All right. Because well, they're, they're broken. They, they, are, they approve things they shouldn't be, and then they take things off the shelves that you are, are f- fine and healthy. Anyway. I hope they don't take my actual chips and my crisps off the shelves since chips are like one of my favorite foods. Yeah, they yeah. probably won't. Good. Because it's like a hot market. Well, are you ready Follow to, the money. Anyway, to get into you. this case? Yeah. This time is in fact a murder. Oh, we are on a murder. We are on a murder. Cold case? <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay. So this one, we are in fact in Colorado. Okay. We finally arrived. This one is about Dale Williams. So Dale was a 42-year-old man who owned an auto body shop in Montrose County, Colorado. He also owned a video rental store in, in the area, and he ran that with his wife. On May 27, 1999, a friend of Dale's named Tom came by the shop with his son in the late morning. The three of them chatted and played darts. At around 12 to 1 p.m., Dale got a phone call. Tom is quoted in an article from Lost and Found Blogs saying, What I remember of the call, it seemed it was a female by the way Dale was talking. It sounded like she wasn't alone, though. The usual thing about it was he ran a body shop. The unusual thing about it was he ran a body shop and he wasn't a mechanic. Dell was a nice man, though, and always willing to help people. The person said they were about a mile from the Bedrock store, as I recall. Dale said goodbye to Tom and jumped in his truck to head out the 25 miles to Paradox Valley, intending to give the stranded person a jump. On the way out, Dale stopped to talk to a friend at the market to let them know that the car he needed to work on for them was going to have to wait a little bit longer. This was the last confirmed sighting of Dale. Okay. Following so far? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when Dale hadn't returned home for dinner that night, Diana, Dale's wife, wasn't too concerned at first and thought he maybe had just gotten caught up at work. She did call the shop, but no one answered. By the time she went to bed, she was growing more and more concerned. The next morning, when Dale had still not turned up, she went to the shop to look for him. When she arrived at the shop, the shop doors were unlocked, but his tools were still there, left out where he had last used them to work on a car. When she didn't see Dale at the shop, she went to Dale's mother's house, but she hadn't seen him either. Diana checked local junkyards, which is a place that Dell was known to go to. And after this, she went to the police to file a missing person report. Family and friends put up missing persons flyers around town and in the post office. However, Diana noticed that the flyers were often being torn down. Diana is quoted on unsolved.com saying, quote, we had missing posters up and I'd noticed I put some in the post office and about two days later, they were all gone. So I put some more in there and two or three days they disappear. Unquote. She requested from the police that a camera be put into the post office to see who was doing it. This revealed that the person taking the posters down was a former friend of Dale's. Dale and Diana had helped the friend's wife move out one night and into a new place to escape an abusive relationship. When the friend asked where they had moved the wife, they refused to tell him. So not long after Dale and Diana helped make helped the friend's wife move, pictures of Dale, Diana, and the former friend and wife were found torn up outside of the auto body shop. Along with the pictures, some 22 caliber bullets were scattered around the pictures. 
A 22 caliber gun was also found at the video rental store in the video return box. According to whereisdell.net, both the photos and the gun were from Dell's shop. What? The gun came from his auto body shop? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the pictures. But they showed up in the video rental place? The or, gun did. The gun did. In the return slot where the movies used to go. What? It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Did this guy do it? We don't know. We don't but, know. It's a cold case. I know. <laughs> but did this guy do it? No, like, no, it's That's what case. I'm, ask, I'm like, asking. Like, he did it. Well, the ex was the ex friend was questioned by police, but he is not currently a suspect. How is he not a? I don't know. Not the police. He literally has motive there. I mean, this didn't all happen at the same time. The missing posters are being taken off of by that same guy. But, yeah, but months earlier is when that gun and the photos were found. But yeah, that same friend is the one tearing down the photos, which is very weird. Yeah. Yeah. So on July 4th, 1996, just six weeks after Dale disappeared, a group of teenagers were out on the river with family near Dolores and San Miguel and found a truck underwater. This truck would turn out to be Dale's. A window of the vehicle was partially rolled down and the truck was filled with water and mud. The truck was set with the ignition on and the truck in gear. Further down the river, the lid to a toolbox that had been bolted to the back of the truck was found. However, the toolbox was not. So one of those big old toolboxes that you put yeah. and they bolt into the, into the, the bed of the, the, truck. Bed of the yeah, truck. Yeah. So just the lid was there, but the truck, the box itself wasn't anymore and with any of it. Wow. So investigators at the time of the discovery of the truck felt that the truck had been in the water um, either on the day Dell went missing or shortly after. Um, there is an Unsolved Mysteries episode, season 13, episode 398, from September 16th, 2002. There's also a Facebook page called Missing Dell Williams. And then there's an actual website, whereisdellwilliams.net. So anyway, uh, this is the end of the episode. And... Uh, <laughs> Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us. Subscribe so you get notified when we do upload a new episode. Um, share this with your friends. And thanks, you guys, for listening. 